Discover connection, awaken sacredness, come power. Join us for our show on Blog Talk Radio. Discover your spiritual gifts live. So welcome to Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Live, show number 23. We're your hosts, Dave. Jason. And Violet. Our guest today is Shane Sale. Shane is a gifted healer. He started out as a massage therapist 22 years ago. Over the years, his intuitive abilities became clear. His whole practice changed in 2016, owning all of his intuitive abilities for the first time. In 2016, he became a medical intuitive. In 2018, he deepened his medical intuition skills by learning to work with the DNA. Shane and spirit work with people to help heal genetic diseases, broken bones, reactivate DNA, clear beliefs that no longer are serving you. Shane continues to integrate all of his intuitive body work and teaching skills in his practice. He currently offers classes on medical intuition, DNA practitioner training, and developing your intuition. So, welcome Shane. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you, Dave, and everybody here. I appreciate it. Oh, we'd love to have you. I thought this would be a very interesting topic for our community and those listening out there. Uh, medical intuition and wrapped around DNA and all that, I think it will be really fascinating. Share with us a little bit about your spiritual journey because I always find that very fascinating how we move into certain areas of our life and how spirit guides us along the way. I laugh because it is truly a journey uh, and I'm one of those individuals that when I started out I didn't know what a chiropractor was. I knew what a doctor was. I knew what uh, you know your mainstream medicine was. But was not exposed to any of this growing up. And my journey literally led me to understanding each marker in my life was a benchmarker in where I was becoming. So there were several benchmarks along the way that like I felt pulled and tugged. I couldn't explain things. One um, was an accident I was in. I drive, it was November this time. In 2000, 2001, I was driving from uh, Wyoming to Rock Springs, Rock Springs, Wyoming to, to Utah. I had a patch of ice on I-80. I did 360s going around, around, around. I didn't flip my truck. I went out into the ditch. And all I remember is feeling a presence on my shoulder holding me back. So it's things like that that have happened early on that helped me develop and understand that there's more to the world than what is actually there. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. So a presence just kind of holding you back in the vehicle. Very cool. It was one of many, but yeah, that's early on. That's what I can relate it to. Sounds kind of like you drove into a vortex and you just got caught up in the spin. <laughs> hey, I'll be, yes. <laughs> Did you see any old ladies riding by on bicycles? No, no. <laughs> all I saw was highway and dirt. That's all I remember seeing. <laughs> Uh, pretty scary experience, I can only imagine. Yeah, and that was one. And then uh, I was I served in the Navy for a number of years. I was corporate America well, for a while. That was a spare, scary experience in itself. I yeah, understand. yeah, it was. <laughs> it was both of those. <laughs> you are well seasoned, sir. Right. I, think I went through the hard school of Knox to get to where I'm at here. Um, but but laughing aside, what what occurred is I hit a point at the credit card bank I was working at, and I don't know how your journey was, but I remember sitting at my desk one day and I was sobbing. I was 26 years old. I'm a crying man sitting at my desk. And I, to this day, I'm looking back like going, what? <laughs> if, if I had seen a doctor at that time, they probably would have put me on Prozac or antidepressants of some sort and would have sent me on my way. What happened is literally I made a list of what I was doing and where I was at. At a pivotal point in my career and listing those both out, I realized where I was at and where I was going to be. There were no alignment. So I made a decision to enroll in a massage school. So that was another flag point that kind of, it was my mental state of processing where I was going, but really I was being led by spirit. Look, looking back. 
That's pretty cool to make a list on where you're at. I mean, how many people really take the time so, to do that, right? If I can give one piece of advice to folks out there, when you ask and your heart's open and you really desire the answer, sit back and strap in because it's going to be a ride. It's really true. Well, yeah. We're really open to that. Sometimes yeah, that we're kind of not so open to that, but that's a, yeah. that's a big deal. I mean, how many people do you think have done their whole journey and they never ask that question and they're on the wrong road, right? Guided mm. down the wrong path. Mm. When you start asking questions about truth, chances are pretty good with even a little bit of tenacity that you're going to find out what that truth is. But you don't always like it. Right, yeah. That, that's you, you got to be prepared for that part of it and, and be open, like you said. Have, if you're going to open your heart, you might not like what you find out. That is so true. And I remember telling my CEO boss of the company I was working with, because everywhere I've gone, I've always done very well, promoted. And I told him, I said, I can't remember his name, but I said, I'm going to go to massage school and I'm going to rub people. This is what, <laughs> what I knew. This is a 47-year-old man banker, uh, Mormon country, he looks at me and he says, you mean you want to rub naked people? And I said, I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that, Clear out your desk. <laughs> it was about that fast. <laughs> so I, well, they were very supportive, but uh, they didn't understand, and I didn't understand. And so talking about your point there, it's like we don't know what we're hearing sometimes, but what I've learned from that is that we always should trust what we're getting. It may not make a lot of sense, but really trust it. So trusting that process led me going through, uh, and going through the admissions process, which I walked out going, huh, this is actually pretty professional. So I enrolled the next week and left the bank a week later. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, one of the things I've always heard, I love the phrases and I've seen that Joseph Campbell and other people have used it too. And they said, you know, sometimes you can climb to the top of the ladder in your field and find out the ladder's against the wrong building. <laughs> and I think there's a lot to be said for that on, in terms of following your passion. And these days, society is much more open for people to try different things and change careers rather than when I was a kid in the 60s, you started in a business, you stayed there till you retired. And uh, you hoped you lived that long, and you hoped you collected some retirement, and end of story. And, and now it's, wow, you know, I, I've done, uh, you know, I've been a dog catcher for 10 years. Enough of that stuff. I'm going to go do something else. And so it's great that when you discover it, and you discover it in time to recover and, and actually develop a, a whole new uh, way of living. So that's great. Again, I pinch myself every day. Because when I hear things like that, and I truly love what I do, but like all of us in your, all of our journeys, I've done a lot of jobs that I didn't care for, but I knew I needed to be there for the time that I was there for. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain that other than just knowing that. That's so often the case is that we, we realize after the fact mm -hmm. that we were there for a reason, and <clears throat> especially those of us that have transitioned from like corporate America, in some form or other, like for Violet being an HR professional, yeah, right. and now she's running a community, and all of those skills and all of her teaching and all that stuff really rolls into what we, you know, how we run the center and what we do every day. And for me, it's all the stuff I've learned in the many jobs that I apply for, you know, sales and marketing and and dealing with people and customers and service and all that stuff. So we we get to a point where we find out that. We're sort of a culmination of all the things we needed, even though we didn't know why. It's you've got a really powerful awareness in that place. That's it's pretty impressive. Well, thank you. Uh, I don't know what that's like to come. I don't compare, but I don't know what other people's journeys like. All I know is what mine's like. So when I share with other people, I'm like really trust and follow what you're feeling or sensing and knowing. Whatever that looks like or shows up for you, I always say listen, trust, and follow. That trust and follow sometimes is hard. Well, it is, and that's as simple as somebody showing up for a class. They'll come in for a class that I hold, and they'll state, I don't know why I'm here. I just know I was guided to be here, uh -huh. and I'm trusting in that process. And I'm honoring them in that space, because how many times has that happened for all of us 
where we can't get out of our mind a class or going someplace or trying something. It keeps reminding us, hey, what about this? Hey, have you thought about this? And being able to say, okay, I'm just going to step in and trust. I have no idea why I'm doing this, but hey, here we go. We're going to go. And I think if more people did that, it would be amazing where their journey would lead them. Well, taking your step back, if I put the ladder on the wall of the military, and, and I was thinking of re-enlisting and retiring. And career, career military. I was, yeah. That was me. At that time, I just felt like I was getting a lot of resistance from those around me. My chief, my boss was not a very nice individual. My peers, I had a great time. But I remember thinking, I don't want to be like you. <laughs> and again, I can say that mentally with my head, what I was thinking, what we all think sometimes. I don't know why I left the service, but I can say, I can say it was that. But looking back now to your point... It's like, no, I think uh, there was a deeper reason as to why I didn't choose to re-enlist. That was certainly an option, but it didn't feel right at the time mm -hmm. because I had so much resistance. The world was showing me that, you know, I didn't want to be like that guy. I mean, he was really a, a mean individual. Wow. Well, I know your journey took you even beyond just going to massage school because you ended up Yes, teaching. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and so again, I kind of laughed. I had a gal ask me the other day, uh, she was like, so you're medical intuitive? I said, yes. Well, how long have you been practicing? Well, I said, oh, a few years. She's like, oh, she walked away from me. I thought that was weird. My friend, who was working with me at the time, she was like, wait, wait, come back. And she'd known me for like 15 years when I first moved to Colorado. She was like, Shane, you've been doing this for such a long time. You're much more than just three or four years. The lady sat down with me. We did a reading with her and a medical intuitive session with her. And she left and she was very impressed. Why I bring that up is because the journey to get to that point is that all of our lives throughout our entire lifetime here has been teaching us those things. And looking back, it's easy to reflect on that. But to realize the journey is way more than a few years. So after massage school, when I went in, uh, I was one of those individuals, I laugh. Energy, those, if I didn't see it, touch it, taste it, feel it, grab onto it, it didn't exist. That was me. Going through massage school, I laughed because all of the subtle energy classes that we had, all the things that were like the lighter energy stuff, I was like, <laughs> why am I wasting my money? I literally thought that way going through the whole program. So I say that because, again, I think the universe saw me as a challenge. They said, all right, <laughs> you can think that way as long as you like, but we're going to help you change that around a little bit. So I got out of massage school, and again, the military background in corporate America taught me that you just don't hang a shingle up and expect business to follow. You have to work, you have to do things to get out there. Uh, the trend I noticed was that I was working for a hospice agency with a the AIDS at that time was quite HIV and AIDS was really a, a pandemic. It was pretty pretty heightened, and I had a nurse client that got me involved with some working with HIV patients. A lot of fun. I found the massage was great, but also I started doing some energy work with her that I didn't know I was doing, which led me to the idea that my practice at the time slowed way down. In a two-week span, my practice just stopped. I was like, this is weird. I called my friend up and I said, look, what's going on? And she said to me, she said, well, I have this class coming up. It's on Healing Touch Level 1. I could use an organizer. Can you come? And I told her, I said, I'm a broke massage therapist. I don't have any money. She said, shut up and get here. I said, okay. <laughs> So the universe works in weird ways. You know, people show up in our lives. It's not always this light, fluffy stuff. It can be sometimes very direct. You mean the angels aren't singing from right. the Right, not all the time, no. And, and pouring a bucket of gold coins. <laughs> no. Or, uh, Wait, there's darkness? Yes. <laughs> Subtleness to how we get guided? <laughs> You've got to do your work. You've got to do your work. You, you really got to do your work. And, and what that means to me is, is that when I went to that class, I said, okay, I'll, sh I'll show up. By just showing up, it was an admission to where I was going in my journey, right? So I show up. It was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday class. Uh, my, 
halfway through the class, I was realizing all of the hand placements, all the things that we were doing, I was already doing in my practice unknowingly. Majority of them. So it was the craziest thing. I pulled my teacher aside the halfway through, and I'm like, "I've been doing this." And she says, "Yeah, you're intuitive." No, <laughs> not me. <laughs> no way, right? But I'm like, huh. I got back into my office on Monday morning, and at that time we had voicemails, uh, machines. We had to hit play and record. Dave, you remember those ones? Yes. What about you, Jason? You remember those? Are you old enough to remember? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, I'm not even tall enough to be on this ride, so I can see why you would question that. Uh, <laughs> but the kidding aside, so the voicemail, I hit play, and a lot of my clients that had canceled and had not come in the previous whatever slowing down I was booked up so I was super excited and I called my friend up and I'm like you're not gonna believe this and she paused she says your practice is filling up how'd you know she's an intuitive too <laughs> yes <laughs> yes but, but here is a all these labels I know right <laughs> the the key to this was this. She says, she paused. She says, Shane, sometimes the universe slows your life down so you can take an opportunity to learn something that will help you. Oh. <laughs> Got it. So that was really a pivotal piece in my journey as far as understanding that, yes, I, I don't know if that was intuitive or what do you want to call it. Things were happening I couldn't explain. I'm okay with this. I'm going to follow it. And that was 20, 21 and a half years ago. So all my life, there's always been things that have happened similar to that, that now I'm at the point where I'm like, oh, no longer they need to really get my attention. It's more like subtle wind blowing. Oh, let's go this way. Let's go this way. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no more big sticks, I like to say. That's always nice when you don't have to get hit over the head. No, I prefer it. <laughs> you like the head. Okay. Just yep. let me know what the heck is going on, please. Yeah, yeah. It's so much easier. I don't do subtle. Don't drop hints. Just tell me. <laughs> it, 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 it will be a lot easier on all of us if you just mm. give me the truth right up front. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Whack. Yes, okay. Mm. Please don't sometimes. hit me in the head. So I've already had that. I don't want any more of that. Well, this is like a, a pathway. And uh, I always tell people... I consider my life now, I'm at 64, I've been involved with energy work since 83, even in parallel with my uh, aerospace work. I can look back and I can see the stepping stones, but if you'd shown me that path in 1983, I would have run from the room screaming. Uh, it was just, no, there, there's, there's just no flipping way that I'm going to be doing this work full-time, clearing entities out of people, all this kind of... Uh, Strange stuff, journeying to other parallel universes, speaking to entities. I, no, no. That wasn't on your to-do list? That, that wasn't on my <laughs> list in 1983. <laughs> uh, yep. So it, it's been a very interesting pathway. And a lot of times they give it to you incrementally in the steps and doses you can take. Mm -hmm. uh, you're not ready for the, the big, uh, big slug of the, the, the whiskey, so to speak. No. Like I said, I think I was a project with the universe. They were like, okay, let's just see. <laughs> Aren't we all? I think we all are. Yeah. I th but I worry about, well, I'm always sending loving energy to those that have just kind of stagnant. They've, uh -huh. they've just fell into a cycle and they just go through it because I'm like, you know, I, I just can't do that. I want to I wanna move. Like Jason says... Today, I'm like, okay, I surrender. Just tell me what you want me to do, and let's get this dance on. Let's do this thing. I don't need to have the hard knocks. I, let's just, hey, I surrender. I'll give you whatever you want. Let's just, let's just make this happen. Because I find when we allow the universe to do that, our worlds become so much better. Because we don't have the thought process of, this is what I want to do. They have a whole better plan for us than we have for ourselves. Yeah, and uh, I love the phrase, we are co-creators. So we're co-creating our world, and it is a co-creation process. And that co-part can be very hard. <laughs> or it can be very easy, uh, but it is a co-creating uh, co process. And I would prefer to have it much more easier. Well, you make a, a valid point that's that's very 
important is that, yeah, we get the guidance, but we still have to take action. Yes. You have to do something. We live in a third dimensional environment that requires that you actually do something. You can decide in your head all day, but until you take action, you haven't made a choice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> can we just tell it to every massage therapist out there right now? Like they, across the board. they think their action is always the massage itself. That is action. No, yeah, right. Yeah. That's, but it's easy to get caught in that, right? It's mm -hmm. the other things you have to do that lead up to even being able to do that action. Mm -hmm. That's the part that's missing. I'm, I'm spiritual. I'm going to start a business. That's not a spiritual thing. That's a third dimensional thing. It takes, it takes action. It takes time. And it takes work. You know, for it those does. out there that go to a class, take a class, learn whatever they're learning, a healing modality, a job, whatever, and they're going to go rent a space somewhere, put their shingle out, and start their business, and the clients are just going to show up. It never works that I way. I have yet to see that happen. Yeah, uh, there are maybe ways that it works easier. Like I notice in my world now, it's like a surrender. People find me. They just, I don't know where, how they find me. They just show up. Uh, opportunities show up. So that's part of doing your work is just being open. You've extended the tendrils. Ooh, and those that. tendrils are out there floating around and people mm. get a hold of them and they follow that energy to you. But if you don't extend them, that's, that's your job. Right. That's your You've got to, you got to put it out there and in multiple places. Laying one tendril is, is only going to get you the person that attaches to the other end of that. I love that. I Lay love 30. That. And you have to be ready and open, right? Yes. And you have to be careful when you get super busy that you don't say or think, I'm too busy because the universe goes, really? Okay. <laughs> and then it goes away for a little while because <laughs> 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 If you want to know what too busy looks like, you might want to peek at Dave's calendar. <laughs> tired I could really do a yeah. day off or hey it's too much or you're even thinking that yes. the universe goes okay it's too much for them and pulls it away and then you gotta rebuild it again so sometimes like, you have to say <laughs> you have to be very clear on what you're saying yeah well another concept I've learned over the years is the universe is not vague it's literal mm -hmm. so if you're whatever you're thinking you're creating yeah. literally yeah, uh, yeah. so it's I had a friend of mine call me one day, and she goes, the universe is not funny. And I said, why? <laughs> she goes, I've been working and working and working, and I kept saying the last two weeks, I just need a day off. I just need a day off. I just need a day off. She goes, I got a day off yesterday in the emergency room. <laughs> No, I wasn't working. We'll give, you a, we'll give you a break. <laughs> Literally. Or you want to break in your body. Because <laughs> this is not what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, well, and you raise a great point, particularly as I'm getting booked out more and more and doing more events, etc. I love that. And your phrasing is, is comes at a great time. So be careful that I don't say I'm too busy. Well, you and Dave both, you're both getting really busy on your schedules. I know mm -hmm. you had said that. Dave's mm -hmm. saying that. It's just a reminder that we got to think about how we want to say, hey, I'd like right. a day off on the beach. Or, <laughs> hey, I, you know, Same, I'd like yeah. to sit in a lounge chair in the sun. Or, mm -hmm. hey, I'd like to have a day off for me to do something fun. Or, you know, put something in there. Or be done by 4 o'clock. So you just got to be... Really, I have learned because I've saw people do that. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm too busy. It's too overwhelming. I just need time. And I've watched, and they're like, "What happened? <laughs> like, where did, it, where did it go? The tide went out. <laughs> what? Oh. What did that shift? Well, mm -hmm. the universe is trying to support you and mm -hmm. what you're asking for, and it does. It takes everything very literal. It's not. It doesn't gray or see any of that. Mm -hmm. It hears exactly what you're saying. So what we're thinking, what we're saying, we need to be careful because we put it out there and it's going to bring it to us, right? We attract it. Uh, I, I'm going to give a funny aside for the, the listeners because one of the things that I find when I do my energy work and healing work on people is your subconscious, i.e. the universe also through the subconscious, is listening. Don't use a phrase, that's a real pain in the ass. Oh. That's an invitation to get hemorrhoids. That's an invitation <laughs> to get a broken tailbone. Uh, your subconscious says, your wish is my command. 
You want a pain in the ass? I will give you one. And so, so avoid those statements that refer to your body like pain in the neck, pain in the back. Sorry, you broke my heart. Too, too much of a heavy load for me to carry. Um, all those things. Especially <laughs> when you're tuned in, right? Yes. When you're when you're in the middle of the abundance is really not the time to start those kind of statements. <laughs> because you are creating, you are right in the midst of it. You are at your peak, and your power is instantaneous. Yes. I would like clunk. Oh, didn't even have to finish it. There it is. <laughs> it's handy, but you can't abuse the power. You have to, you have to be with it. Be in the flow. Be with it. Yes, the, the universe can have quite a sense of humor with you. It, I, it can I, remind you where you are on the pecking order. I am, I am sure that the universe actually laughs out loud continuously because human beings do a lot of stupid stuff. <laughs> we really do. I do my I do my your share and I, your share, Shane. I probably do all three of your shares. <laughs> you got it covered. Well, sometimes you wonder if we're like in the Truman show. Right. You know, in, in the spiritual universe you're saying, Oh, everybody got your popcorn and your drinks. Let's see what happens today. <laughs> About right. Yeah, he thinks all those people around him are real. They're just uh, actors. Uh, <laughs> dodging lights in your way to work. <laughs> Uh, what I really appreciate, though, in my journey and what I bring to people about uh, when I work with them is I help them understand that it is meant to be enjoyed as well. So they do have a sense of humor, uh, bringing a light to the heavy, etc., bringing the light to the shadow side. It really is. Um, well, we're supposed to have process. this experience that's yeah. joyful mm -hmm. and abundant. I mean, the fairies, and most people are like fairies, Violet. The fairies tell us, what are you doing? You're supposed to be laughing, singing, dancing, playing, having fun. It's about enjoying the experience here, not the drudgery or all. And when you put yourself to have that ability to do that, you know, we grow up and we become adults and we think, oh, we can't play anymore. That's, mm. that's not adult-like, right? Right. And so that's great segue. Thank you so much. What, um, what I really... Uh, want to also get across is your imagination. Mm -hmm. I get this question a lot. Is your imagination, is, is it in your head? Or is it your intuition? And my answer is, why can't it be both? What if it is both? Having a strong imagination, that kid-like energy within yourself. Because when we were kids playing in the sandbox, we didn't care what Jason was doing or what you were doing. We were just having a good time in the sandbox, throwing sand at each other. Mm -hmm. There was no expectations, just really enjoying you that. You were that kid. I was that, that kid. That threw the sand. No, I was the kid that had the sand thrown on. Oh. Were you the one throwing the sand? No. Okay. no I didn't <laughs> well, it's the same thing with daydreaming. For children, yeah. we tell them to stop daydreaming. Yeah. Yeah. And daydreaming is where imagination, creativity is, is also where we develop and strengthen our intuition mm. because we can visually, it's about visually seeing it, hearing it, smelling it. You know, being in that, and so daydreaming is really powerful, and we cut that off for lots of people. Yep. So they stop practicing that skill set that can be really powerful for us. So, and again, here's where I don't know how it works for other people. It is a relationship with Source or God or Spirit. It's that connection with you that helps this process. Everybody's unique. I always like to refer back to it to the massage world. If you were trained by me, I train you a certain way. But if you two were in the class, you would learn the foundation. But she would do two different ways of body work. And the same is true, I think, for all of what we do, even in the intuitive world or the spiritual world. We're all very unique and it's connected to that source. So doing that, your imagination uh, and that freedom, when I'm in, in the body with someone working, I laugh hysterically sometimes because they're showing me in, like, cartoon characters. They're showing me in a variety of ways. And I'm, like, going, why is Donald Duck there? <laughs> Like, what? And the minions show up quite a bit when I'm working too. So they always show in relationship. But when I look back at that, that's Source's way to one, keep it light, but also it's their way to help me understand when I'm working, they're actually working on something. And Is that a sign of maturity level? No. No? Okay. <laughs> 
Do you get that too? I appreciate you uh, addressing that because uh, cartoon characters yeah. are, are a thing in my world. As uh, well. yeah, yeah. I don't usually tell people that. Okay. <laughs> so we have to block <laughs> I always, I always said I, I think like a cartoon character, which uh, really has a lot of merit, especially as you get older. Oh. <laughs> it's so much easier to deal with this right. place. Yes. <laughs> yep. Well, we're at a good point to uh, take a little break here. We're going to announce some information about the store. Please stay tuned. We'll be back in a moment. Hi, I'm Violet Rain, Master Teacher of the Akashic Records series of classes here at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. If you've been interested in the Akashic Records, the Akashic Records are the life book or the etheric records of everything that we've ever thought, spoken, done, all of our contracts, relationships since we left Source. It is a valuable resource of information that people are able to tap into to get clarity, to get guidance, just to find out why things are the way they are in their life. The Akashic really helps us do that. This is a great series of classes if you're already getting intuitive information, meaning you're either getting visuals or you're hearing things or you just know things or you feel things. This is a great class to step into to amplify the information that you're receiving from a higher level of source versus just your intuition. If you'd like to find out more about my series of classes for the Akashic Records, please check out on our website under classes and look for Akashic Record Certification. I hope to see you in class or I hope to see you at the center here at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. Have a great day and thanks for listening. Well, thanks for joining us. We're here with Shane Sale. And we're going to continue discussions about all of his gifts. So I think this is a good time to kick off on how does it work for you to be a medical intuitive? How do you manifest that? Because everybody has different styles. Dave, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's been a great interview, Shane. Great interview. Join us next week. <laughs> okay. So again, kind of kid this out. Um, <laughs> really, who's vetting these guests? What's the deal here? Let me let me clarify my statement. We need a questionnaire. <laughs> I, I know where you're going with that, and and here, uh, but but ultimately, what it is is like I literally I I, I don't know, but I can share with you the process of yeah. what occurs. So the process is uh, one, I connect with Source and God, whatever you want to call it. So I make that connection. I get this too oftentimes. When you're walking down the streets, do you just pick up stuff? I'm like, no, I'm a human. I'm having a human being experience. I choose not to be on all the time. So I connect. So connection is the first part. So once I connect, um, then I get your permission, uh, whoever I'm working with, to reading or healing. And then once that permission has been given, either auditory or on the soul level, I drop in through the top part of the head or the crown chakra, and then source or divine or whatever you want to call it leads me to where it wants to go. And this is what I love too. Is people will say, well, I've got my fingers really bothering me. Can you look at my finger? More times than not, they don't look at the finger. And my, I'm kind of going, why don't you look at the finger? Why don't you look at the finger? The finger's not the problem. Okay. So it goes to source. So it goes to the source of what's going on. Um, in this case, uh, they went through the crown chakra. I went into her shoulder. And part of what's when the source works with me, if I can't see beyond a certain part, it's their way of saying, okay, we need more work here. And sometimes that's where the DNA work kicks into play. So I'm on the physical shoulder. I'm looking at this shoulder. And it's I can see the organ. I can see the, the structure of it. I can see all the tissues. I see it look the way it looks. But then they'll kick me over to the belief side and they'll say, the shoulder represents this, look it up. So Luis's Hay book is kind of a starting point for me. It's not the end point, but it's a starting point. It gives me an idea of what's going on. So I pull the book out, I look at it, I'll show my client, and they'll oftentimes laugh. They'll say, yeah. <laughs> or they'll tweak it, source will tweak it a little bit and say, okay, it's not exactly this, it's this. So in this case, working on the shoulder, once we freed that up and there was something else going on she had a, 
uh, in this case, there's something else going on in her shoulder that she needed to bring it back our attention to. Once that was done, Source was able to move through that, or I was able to see beyond that. Went into her forearm, and did a lot of work on the muscle tissue, and there's uh, the interosseous membrane, some of the details of the shoulder. They were working on that quite a bit, and that was the session for the physical part of it. And she was like, huh, my finger does feel better. I said, I know. You know, in this specific case, so I don't know. It's it's. Uh, so I don't know how that works. I just kind of know the process of what I do when I go into it and what I'm looking for, what I'm describing. That helps. Uh, a lot of people get different images and different structures. Um, when I do it, I put somebody on a pedestal and I start taking off layers. And I, mm. I, as I take off each layer. I look for red areas to light up on mm -hmm. what it is, and so it's kind of like that. Those exhibits at the bodies, things that you go to where they've yes. dissected people. Yep. Um, I go through layers like that, and um, it, it's great. You know, sometimes I get confirmations where you know, I found bone spurs, and people go and later get a diagnosis with an MRI and they find the bone spurs. It's like, uh, cool. That's, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Yep. But uh, ours are many, many different styles on this. I feel very exposed. <laughs> <laughs> Going through your layers. Layer by layer. Only with permission. Uh -huh. yeah. Yes, only with permission. Yeah. It only works with permission. Well, you do healing work as you mm -hmm. find the stuff, correct? Yes. So anytime, so the process that I go in, I know uh, we go in and we look at it. And what I notice when I'm working with Source is that they'll... Um, They'll show me as it is now, so they'll light it up either, like I see the structure because I'm on my anatomy background, so they show me all the anatomy and what kind of what it looks like and where, sometimes I'll see red or discolorations, sometimes it just shows differently, uh, but then also I'll hear about an emotion or a belief or the genetic level, we need to clear it out of there, so they'll, they'll direct me where I'm going, but I, I certainly see a lot of, um, a, a variety of things when I'm inside the body. Mm -hmm. Does a session take one time? Can it take multiple sessions? How does that work? Does it? Violet, Jason, I am that good. <laughs> one session. One time, boom, done. <laughs> so you don't have any repeat business. Nope. Is what you're saying. <laughs> I think we're interviewing Pinocchio here, <laughs> and we're having to stand back because that nose is getting longer. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. It's so, way easier to just handle it all. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, so it's quite the contrary. What, what I notice when I'm working with people, it, it does vary. It depends on where they're at. It's all about them. It's where they are in their journey, what they're willing to work with at this point in time. It's never about me. It's never about what Source is doing with them. They're just facilitating what's going on with inside your system and what you're ready for. And that could be. I literally... Um, I was laughing. I did a demo, uh, medical intuitive presentation um, at a facility, and I'm it was a, this one gal. She said, uh, "Yeah, can you just do a quick reading on me? I'm seeing the doctor tomorrow." I'm like, "Yeah, great." So I went in, and they were showing me your uh, subclavian vein on the right side, and they were cleaning that out. I'm like, "Okay, cool." Literally two minutes. So I went in, boom, they cleared it out. I'm like, "Okay," you know, it lasted about maybe five or six minutes. I get a card three weeks later. She went to her doctor. And her doctor um, had said, quote, that is the cleanest vein I have seen at your age. <laughs> and I still have the cart. It was two minutes of work that I was what, observing and seeing what was happening. So in some cases it can happen instantaneously. But what I've noticed in my experience is that when someone comes in, it really depends on how many layers there are. Because when you start working at this level, particularly at the genetic level and the DNA level, when you're clearing things out, it, more things can certainly be underneath that and they'll bubble up. So um, I would say on average, I know one client I'm seeing, I've seen her about eight times now, uh, eight or nine times. So it really does tend to kind of vary on where they're at and what they're willing to work through. Well, layers and what the person can process through at yes. a time, right? Because yeah. if you cleaned everything, you might put them in a healing crisis because you are, we're in a physical body. Mm -hmm. It's not spirit. It needs a, you know, it needs a little more time um, to process through some things. Yes. Yeah, because we're definitely, I mean, the, heal, it's, the healing's being occurred and done and completed. 
but they may not necessarily be energetically ready to step into that fully yet. Mm-hmm. So there's that processing time that takes place. And that's something I'm learning as I'm working with every each individual. Uh, it, it can certainly, um, it's, it's a, it's, I'm learning, I'm learning a great deal from that. It's a very much very, very. Yeah, do, you, do you get energetic pushback for some people that, uh, yeah, essentially, we'd, we'd love to help you, Shane, work on this healing. They're not ready for it because they haven't accomplished this or they haven't seen this, they haven't learned this. Uh, there are some spiritual lessons here, those types of things. Do you, do you run into uh, those kinds of uh, concerns? Okay, so Dave, if I understand your question correctly, so if I'm working with someone and it's a life lesson they need to learn, will it say, for example, cancer? Can that be cleared? Can I clear it for them? Well, if there are underlying spiritual or emotional reasons why they have the cancer Mm -hmm. can you clear the cancer before they've worked on those issues to get them out of their life i love this question uh no to be direct no uh we heal at the level that they're able and willing to be healed at okay and i say heal meaning that source source is doing all the work Mm -hmm. i'm simply the observer uh, what I will say, though, is that we can make some of those symptoms that they experience lessen, so they can maybe embrace more of what that lesson is teaching them or showing them. So working in the field and working in all of the levels of the body is where that kind of comes into play. And that understanding, seeing it from a victim standpoint versus seeing it from a yeah. spiritual standpoint, or going, oh, I understand why I have this, and really embracing it versus running or trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. Well, you talked about belief systems. Sometimes it's a belief that they're holding. Yes. Sometimes it's various things. So I assume that you can share with them, this is a belief that I'm seeing. Yes. And does that resonate with you? Oh, yeah. yeah. And where did this root come mm-hmm. from? Where, do you, where did you pick this up? Is this yours or somebody else's? I, I'm laughing because I, I call my mentor friends. I'm like, what is going on with my practice? Because I'm seeing a trend of, right now I'm seeing a trend of depression, anxiety, um, suicidal tendencies. And I'm going, I am no psychotherapist. I would just say, you too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm not alone. Um, But I laugh because as I see see this trans... I literally, I, I call, so how, so I'm asking myself, okay, they're coming to me because I can help them. I have some way to help them. And I go, are you sure? <laughs> uh, but ultimately, I've seen many cases where they do uh, get better at some point when they're able to. Sounds good. Does it's, that answer your question? Yeah, I, I get groupings of people. You know, in a two-week period, I'll, I'll see a trend. And mm-hmm. uh, I joke with people, I, I call canaries in the coal mine, and oh, I'll ask yeah. around and say, okay, what are we seeing energetically on the planet that now I'm suddenly seeing these people with this issue all showing up at the same time uh, like and knocking on my door? Yeah. So I, I also look for, for bigger symbols for what's going on planetary, uh, that it's striking this group of people who are, I'll say, susceptible to those types of things. Mm-hmm. I find that in geographical locations, too. Yeah. With the work that I do, there'll be a concentration of a certain soul group or a certain set of issues that come along with that that are different than in Chicago than they are in Boston, mm-hmm. which I, I think is fascinating. And until yeah. I started traveling, I didn't really recognize that. But now it's kind of like, okay, what, is, what does that mean? Like you're saying, Dave, what, what, yeah. what is the greater consciousness that can be accessed and helped, assisted and healed here that, that can help more people than just the one-on-one? I think people are just so stressed and so full of anxiety these days that they're on this junky diet of uh, getting it out of the internet, getting out of media and all this, and then walking around saying, oh, I, this leads me to believe I should be in fear, and the stress levels are high, and it beats down your immune system and leaves you open to other things, and uh, people have kind of lost in a lot of cases their, their capability of just being balanced emotionally uh, about this stuff and to put it into perspective. and. You know, golly, you know, t- turn off the TV, turn off the radio, turn off the media stuff. You know, go play some video games and, and get out of uh, these, quote, big issues that are around us right now. Right, and you were replacing the battery with a new battery, and you made a comment. You said when the battery is pulled out, it has to have reset. Yes. And go through all the pieces. 
I feel like we're definitely in a reset right now. A reset from all of the inundation from the external sources. Um, it's really important to reset ourselves, uh, and to do that is to really tap in internally and to distract to move away from so many of the distractions, or just be aware of them that you are you are being distracted. So every time I do that, I end up with just too many updates. <laughs> too many updates. <laughs> right, like too many apps need updating. It just takes forever. I got work to do. I'm, I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> that's, a, that's a powerful anecdote. iOS 14 update? Is that what's happening? <laughs> be brave. Be brave. Right? So, yeah, well, it's interesting that we have patterns, right? That we're seeing patterns, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I think about suicides, how, how much more often we hear about them than we ever have and so it makes you wonder was it because nobody talked about them before or is there really an increase now what's happening Mm. you know it's a it's a real interesting question and um as dark and heavy as some of those topics are that we see as healers um and actually okay thanks um what i want to remind folks too is to remind everybody that we do have that inner light within ourselves and that light can shine as bright as we allow it to shine and when we move through our world we move through our stuff that we process and look at it spiritualistically our light does become brighter and those things that are heavy become less uh, less become less and less yeah yeah definitely and we impact other people right with Mm -hmm. our light with our way of approaching things or just being near somebody sometimes as a healer you know my stuff turns on and i'm like "Hmm, somebody needs it i don't know who but somebody close obviously needs it because the universe and the the beautiful part and the other piece they're asking me to kind of mention here is that in my work um like i'm not a medical intuitive i'm not a massage therapist i'm not you know, this, this, and this, and this. The labels, as you said earlier. I guess I am one. Getting back to the questionnaire here. Cause I know, sorry. This, I mean, really, it's about <laughs> medical intuitive. <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> but I am all of those things. But it doesn't define me. What I mean by that is, is I know that I'm a healer, but I have different ways to help people heal. Well, things have shifted. You know, 30, 40 years ago, you were either a tarot reader or mm. a medium or... Uh, my energy day. healing <laughs> you stuck in your lane you really yeah. didn't move out of the lane too much um. and then today we have lots of practitioners here in the center and they want to put a label on who they are and it's hard to do that anymore because we all use a variety of tools mm-hmm. right in mm-hmm. our practice on what that person needs and what we're intuitively guided to use it's not one big tool in the toolbox that you use by itself. There's a lot of stuff that we're using to help a client, you know, through whatever they're doing. So labels are really hard for us. But in spirit, they've never gotten into labels. We've always wanted to label, like, what's your name and who are you? And they're like, really? You know, so um, we're shifting. I mean, things are shifting that labels are hard. I think as a human, we want a label. It's not necessary. So true. Well, we, we're certainly genetically conditioned to, to labels and putting things in boxes because it was a survival skill. And, you know, is that, is that great big creature out there running around outside my cave? Is it dinner or am I its dinner? <laughs> I better learn real quick and I better commit that to memory so I don't mess up in the future. And so uh, you think back to uh, junior high and high school, you form cliques. Who's the in-group? Who's the out-group? Why? Uh, labels, labels, labels. And to the, the people who don't mature significantly after high school, they continue to uh, apply labels to other groups. Stop staring at me, Shane. Well, I'm thinking, I don't know if I'm mature since high school. So it's, uh, it's like that old Zen thing where you know, the student shows up and the the teacher starts pouring his tea, and uh, the cup fills up and starts overflowing. The student goes, stop, stop. And he goes, well, you're just like this teacup. If there's no room for any new information, I can't help you. It's just going to flow out. So uh, one of those images. So in this stuff, you always have to remain open. There's new ways to do it. Um, 
I, I look at some of the, uh, I'll say, much older readers who have been doing the same style of readings for 40 years and they sit in a cubicle at some uh, metaphysical bookstore and they're almost rooted to the chair and it's their style and their dogmatic way of doing things and it's like, you know, you're going to date yourself right out of this business. People are going to uh, quit coming to see you because um, you're doing a style that was popular in the 70s or 80s and you haven't grown since then, you haven't adapted, you haven't looked at new metaphors or models, uh, haven't looked at contacting new spiritual beings. Uh, it's so uh, it's a little tired. Yeah. Well, even what you're doing specifically has evolved in 40 years. Oh, In some shape goodness. or form it has. Yeah. So you, you, have, yeah. you have to stay up with that even if you're only committed to the one style. Yeah, you know, you, it, it changes. The world has changed. It has to have shifted. And what I appreciate you recognizing and seeing that, and, and going back to my massage world, I've always been taking. I've always taken classes throughout the years, you yeah. know, to maintain my membership, but also classes interest me. Uh, that's no different in this line of work. I would hope that as as I further develop more. Although I will say, like, there's a lot of classes that don't really appeal to me at this point. So I, I really have to trust and go on what I'm called to, to learn and do. But I'm certainly open to, to growing and learning and seeing what else is out there. But there's always something. I mean, I understand what oh, you're yeah. saying. There's lots of classes out there that I'm like, okay, oh, yeah. that's not for me. That's not where I'm guided. But there's always something out mm -hmm. there that's like, ooh, that's something new. I'd like mm -hmm. to experience that or learn more about that. And I've always said, if you're going to a teacher or a practitioner, it should be somebody that's elevating, advancing their their skill set, their experience, their knowledge over time, and that are constantly expanding because this world is constantly expanding and growing. Well, yeah, and they say if you're not, uh, if you're not, if you're not learning and growing, you're dead. Is that what they say? <laughs> What's the... <laughs> I don't know. I, I keep expanding and growing. Yeah. It's just what I do. But I, I have a classic picture of this old business-looking guys in his early 60s, and out of the top of his head is like a little tombstone, R.I.P., and it stands for Retired in Place. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm 64. I'll never be retired in place. Mm -hmm. um, I always keep moving. I love it. It's pretty awesome. So, Shane, what types of classes do you offer? What types of services do you offer to people that might be interested in checking you out? What are some of the things that you do, yeah. or how are the, can they find you? Great. Because I know you do several different things. Right, and it's continuing to change and evolve. Um, uh, so I, I, I'm able to teach the DNA, uh, RNA reconstruction work, uh, so the genetic level. It's a four-day class. Uh, we teach people how to go into the system and uh, clear beliefs at several levels. That's one of the techniques in the class, in addition to theta healing, etc. Another class that I'm teaching uh, quite a bit is on uh, developing your intuition. And this is kind of my my baby because that this is my journey of where I became. So helping people understand they are intuitive from the folks that say, my intuition's always wrong to, oh, I have intuition, and it's right. So helping them in that journey, that's what that class is about. Um, and recently I developed a, a four-hour theta healing class, kind of breaking up the medical intuitive piece and helping them understand um, in smaller sections of what theta healing is and how to focus your energy on certain parts of the body, et cetera, based on, cult uh, it's really catered to those individuals taking the class. So I gear it around them and what they need. So those are three top classes that I'm teaching in the medical intuition. The Very three-day cool. class. And then you have an office, a practice office. I do, yeah. As much as I love this space here, and hopefully... And we love uh, having you yeah, here. Yeah, I really enjoy that. But I do have my own space where I practice body work. I call it intuitive body work. It's on 1711 South Pearl Street uh, here in Denver, not Boulder. Just want to clarify. <laughs> uh, so I'm in Bo uh, there on Pearl Street in Denver. Uh, and my website, my company's name is Inner Light Shines. My website is www.innerlightshines.com. Very cool. And you also, every once in a while, go to some kind of fair, bizarre. Every now and then, yeah. You do. I see you out there. Is it is it done for the winter? Or no, you... I'm afraid not. Uh, there are a few, uh, a couple more events are coming up. Uh, I'm doing one at um, 
It's the Small Business Saturday coming up on the 30th of November. November. And it's gonna, the host there is Shining Lotus Metaphysical Bookstore on um, Colorado and Yale, roughly. I'll be there all day doing uh, 10 minute increments. I recommend 15 minute sessions um, for, uh, for all day to 10 to 6 that day. Very cool. That's the next one coming up. Um, in January, once I get the calendar solidified a little bit more, there'll be a few more events coming up early, early next year. Very cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm glad that you came out. I'm glad that you're part of our team here and that you teach classes and you come in and educate us occasionally. Yeah, well, or maybe <laughs> need to learn more from folks like you guys. Uh, but what I would have, again, my whole purpose of, and when I made that list a long time ago, what was on that list was being of service to others. My mantra is to be of service to others. So how can I be of help? So wherever I'm guided to go, that's where I go. Great. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for being with us. Well, thank you to all the audience for listening today or in the downloads. Uh, that's great to have you with us. Our next guest is Melissa Fike, and uh, please stay on to learn about some of our practitioners. We're going to have some short explanations about other people and what they do here. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye. My name is Selena from Love Your Light. I knew I was special when I was a little girl. I used to walk around the house whenever family members were hurting or sick pet, and I would put my hands on them to make them feel better. Obviously, I didn't know exactly what I was doing, but I just always had the drive, the interest to want to help people feel better. And I also, when I was a child, started knowing when people were sick and knowing when they were going to pass knowing immediately babies, boys, girls, twins, other, and it just grew from there. My mom was also an intuitive, so was my grandma, so I was in that environment. It just developed and grew the older I got. I am blessed to have a number of gifts. I am a intuitive, an intuitive guide. I teach Reiki and I'm a mentor. I help people discover their gifts and abilities. I do intuitive counseling, I do energy clearings, personal energy clearings, and space energy clearings. I basically just want to help people see their light and love their light. I am at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts on Thursdays. I'm here full day as a practitioner, so I have morning, afternoon, and evening appointments. I'm also a reader Thursdays. I am Colleen Andraste. I am a spirit medium, psychic, and channel for the angelic realm. And I have been intuitive or psychic my entire life. I began my interest in this work as a young child. I saw my mother with my eyes open after she passed two different times. So my beliefs were confirmed, and that is what opened the doors for me. How I help clients today is that I'm primarily clairaudient clairvoyant. I'm also an empath. So I tune into their energy through the vibration of their name and spirit will talk to me about what messages they have for the client. It can range, um, it's wide ranges actually, but my primary goal is to empower my client and to bring them a sense of well-being and peace and to know that they're always being cared for and they are not doing this alone. They're not walking the earth plane alone. I'm available the third Sunday of the month at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. Hi, I'm Joyce Gerald. I am a trance channel. I do individual readings, but what I really love to do is teach people how to channel. I've been teaching channeling for about 11 years. I kind of stumbled into the teaching part because I had a client who came to me who wanted to channel, and she said that the only way she could do it is if she was hypnotized because she was terrified. So I was channeling Archangel Metatron for her, and he turned the tables on her and had her start channeling for me. She was absolutely fantastic, one of the best people I've seen. When she was finished with it, she was in tears because it's the first time she'd been able to do it without being hypnotized first. 
her guides had asked me if I would start a class to help support her so that she would be comfortable channeling around other people. And so I said, okay, I would teach channeling. So I did a little research and gathered several people to attend the first class. We were all very excited. So I said that she was supposed to bring me to the teaching part of what I do. I enjoy it immensely. Everyone channels in my classes. I have never had anyone who is unable to, uh, but anyone who came in with the intention and the desire always was able to channel. And it's a really fun class. I'll be teaching classes here at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts beginning in March. I have two level one classes coming up and then a level two class. The level one class enables you to initially have those words come out of your mouth, but at that point you're not really able to attain that space and just start on your own. And so level two is further refining and practicing. They're all really fun classes. You get to listen to everyone else channel. You get to ask questions of the others who are there. So it's it's a really fun thing to do. You can find the details on the classes at the discoveryourspiritualgifts.com website. They also have a meetup and I've also put all of my classes on Eventbrite. Discover Connection Awaken Sacredness Become empowered Join us for our show on Blog Talk Radio 